Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. I am thrilled to be joined today by Rachel Smith, who is a freelance journalist, copywriter and content producer and the founder of Rachel's List, which is a jobs board and community for creative freelancers. I've had the pleasure of uh, being in contact and being a colleague of Rachel for many years. I've been a featured source for her in articles and she's also provided me with many opportunities to acquire work as per her job board but also through her wonderful network but Rachel is also a podcaster at the content bite which is a fantastic podcast which I highly recommend targeted at writers and journalists um, freelancers but also small business owners and talks about all of the things that come with managing clients doing the work and being a freelancer but just a little bit more about Rachel she is a Sydney-based journalist and copywriter she juggles multiple lifestyle business and finance clients alongside running Rachel's list uh, which is the jobs board for creatives in media digital PR and comms Rachel likes making words behave and she has to restrain herself not to correct typos in restaurant menus oh I feel you Fun fact, she once swam across a croc-infested river in Zambia and lived to tell the tale. And her big dream is to create a writer's retreat on a train. Uh, Sign me up. That would be absolutely beautiful, Rachel. Um, But today we're going to talk about what it's like to have your name, your personal name in your business name and how to manage that, how to manage your personal brand along with the business brand and Rachel does run a business as well as freelance, so how she juggles and manages that. 
can't wait to dive into this one. Rachel is always packed full of wisdom. So let us listen to this one. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, Rachel Smith. Hello. <laughs> uh, we talk all the time, so it is funny introducing you like that. But I, I've already introduced you, but I love asking the existential question of who are you? Mm, that is a tricky question. Well, I am Rachel Smith. I am a journalist and copywriter, and I'm also the founder of Rachel's List, which is a jobs board and a community for freelancers mainly, writers, copywriters, journalists, editors, social media people, digital marketers, the whole gamut. And um, I'm also a mum to a seven-year-old and um, I live in Newtown in Sydney's inner west. Gosh, what else can I tell you about myself? You're a podcast host. A podcast host? Oh, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Just so like a really successful you. podcast, yeah. My my um my co-host would not be happy about that, so I will mention the Content Bite, which comes out every Monday and covers all manner of freelancing and content topics. Yeah, we're in season twelve now, I think. Oh my Jeez. gosh, that's yeah, that's really impressive. Um, the Content Bite is amazing, and it really I love it because it is bites. Um, some podcasts I love them, but they're like an hour and a half. Um, so we do try to keep this one quite short as well, but. You, the podcast really helped me at the start of the pandemic um, because, you know, I have transitioned my business to personal branding, but my background is content and writing. Uh, so I've loved being a member of Rachel's List um, community. But I was really, I saw the pandemic coming a little bit before Australia did. And I just was like, put the brakes on and step, yep. step back. Yeah. And I actually ended up, as I said before, working at Coles. Um, so well, the audience don't know that I worked at Coles for a couple of weeks, um, just cause I felt like I needed to do something and somebody needed extra staff. And it was actually really great just stocking produce all day and, and helping in a really difficult time. But I listened to the podcast one day on the drive down and, you know, the way you two reframed it was like, you know, as writers, as content people, like at the start of the pandemic, nobody had information, nobody knew, knew how to get their message out there. And people were just sending those we all got them those horrible emails from companies being like, we are here for you. And you're like, how the hell are you here for me during COVID? Like, yeah. You, and they just, everybody felt like they had to send an email, but it was saying nothing and your inbox was just flooded. And you guys were like, we are communication specialists. This is our time. You can yeah. be of service and you can help. And yeah. it just completely reframed it for me. And I had been like hesitant to be another voice or another noise in that and then the way that you've reframed it I went out to some of my network and was like hi don't know where you're at I feel for you but I'm letting you know that I'm okay and I'm here and I can work from my desk because I am a freelancer like this is how I roll and actually it was like yep. you know what us freelancers and people who work for ourselves small businesses we've been preparing for this for years like we live the roller coaster yeah bring it on and I totally remember that episode too. It's I remember saying that and and doing that episode with Lynn, and it was so true, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it, it we really did have to put that out there, and and I know from my experience that so many clients um, came to me and needed me to help them, you know, craft COVID messages or do EDMs that spoke to their customers in a certain way. Like, I write for a childcare centre as one of my clients, and they needed lots of copy that kind of reassured their parents and, and that sort of thing. So 
we were in that really unique position. And the other unique position that freelancers were in were they were used to being at home and they were set up. Whereas you saw this mass exodus of, you know, people who were used to working in an office and were suddenly like at home and sort of floundering and didn't really know what they were doing or what tech they needed or how to sort of get to grips with it all. And we were in the unique position of thinking, well, we've got this because we've been doing it for, you know, years or decades or whatever it was. So it was a really interesting time. I know, but we're not unique anymore. I felt so, like no. we were so, we were so, we had this blessed, blessed life of being work from home. I mean, there <laughs> are challenges, but yeah. then everyone talked about all these different challenges. We're like, we know we've been doing it. Yeah. Um, but also we love it. Um, but yeah, no, that really, really helped. And I think that agility that you have as a freelancer and in working for yourself. And as we said, like, and that was the message I had, I was like, I'm set up, I'm here, I'm good, I'm grounded in this in this way of working. Yeah. So whilst you've got all this uncertainty, know that I I can sort of, I'm okay and I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. And I got, yeah, I got quite a lot of content work. It really um you know it's fantastic I'm so pleased to hear that because often you you know with podcasting especially you put yourself out there and you you know do these episodes and then forget about them and you don't really know what the impact has been on the other side so it's really nice to hear that actually oh it was really like it was practical but it was just so so full of wisdom and you and Lynn have such great industry experience but that just that human as well being like yeah everyone's feeling this but you know um, the reframing was amazing. I'm so, yeah, I was so grateful for it. And I think that's something that's so beautiful about the community that you've created, Rach, with Rachel's List is that you can feel so isolated and alone as a business owner, um, as a freelancer. And so, and sometimes it can feel very competitive, but in that community, it is not competitive. It is so collaborative and so sharing and so open. It's such a boost um, for anyone to be in because, yeah, you can. You can get real actual advice and people aren't going to feel like they're going to, you're going to steal the work from under their nose. Yeah, I do hear that a lot. I know that people love that Facebook group even more than the jobs board, which <laughs> is a real kind of epiphany for us because we always thought, oh, it's all about the jobs board and then the Facebook group is this kind of little add-on thing. But then we started realising that people were um, upgrading or renewing their membership simply because they wanted to stay in the Facebook group. So that was a huge kind of thing for us to realize how valuable it was and how much people needed needed it and needed to talk to other people and and they felt like they'd found their people in there so yeah I'm happy that it's a nice group and there is too much argy-bargy <laughs> no no and even as um you know yes I guess originally the group was probably targeted at journalists and and writers but like you said there's, there's digital content creators there's marketers there's you know I'm now focusing on personal branding, but obviously writing and communications is is an element of that. So I still fit there, and you've got this beautiful breadth of of um, service offerings, I guess, that sort of all contribute to one another. But we've all got that common thread of probably more communication now than necessarily just writing per se. But how did it start? You know, like Rachel's list. <laughs> well, a lot, I've told the story so many times, so I'll rush through it because I'm sure people know. But it started when I started freelancing and I was very lonely, as you say, very isolated. I didn't know any other freelancers. It was a good, it was back in 2001 where there wasn't, freelancing wasn't as big as it was now. Everybody worked in-house and I took a freelancing job as a movie reviewer 
and which meant that I was constantly seeing movies, which was awesome, but I was also <laughs> in darkened theatres all the time and didn't have very many connections outside of that work. And so, yeah, I, I kind of then was doing another job at the time where I was job sharing on a magazine um, with with two other journos and we ended up going out to, to lunch because we'd never met but we were constantly leaving notes for each other and saying, can you finish this story or this story needs that interview or whatever. And we got on really well and so we started doing those lunches again and and kind of collecting other freelancers along the way who wanted to come and that became this kind of email list that I kept and people kept joining it and then editors started realising I had hundreds of people on this list and sending me jobs for this list and it got so big that I couldn't send the emails out to people I had to split the list into two or three emails every time and I thought this is ridiculous how can I continue doing this because sometimes there might be three jobs a day and I'd have to just split the list and send it you know so I ended up um, going online and doing the website and that was really how it sort of started but I called it Rachel's List because everyone called it that from the start when it was an email thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. And I mean, it just, it, the power of networking, it's so, um, and especially in that that world, it is, I mean, you've got to be able to deliver, but it is sort of who you know, isn't it? Um, yeah. You really do have to have the contacts and and do that networking piece in order to, you know, and sometimes it is that simple. Of, and I know I, <laughs> I even talked to you today. I'll go to, I'll just go, Rach, is there any work? I mean, I could look at the jobs board, but <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, you know, I need at times where things were quieter, I'd be like, I need work or what's going on or, or reach out to the community and like, Hey, I'm available. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And honestly, it could just turn into something quite quickly of that. Um, and I think that's good as well that it removes that um, stigma of, yeah, like, everyone be like oh I'm doing great I'm doing great it's like going hey I'm not doing so great or hello I need some work having that community or the space I guess you can silently as well go to the jobs board and and find work absolutely and I think what you say about the community aspect of it and the networking aspect of it is really the key to it all because the more that you build that network around yourself and the more that you find your people and you have that community and the more that you get it out of your head that you know we're all competing, you know, for for the for the scraps or whatever. I just don't agree with that at all. I think there's enough for everybody out there. And I think building your community and building your network is actually what brings more work to you in a mm-hmm. funny sort of way. Um, and the overflow work is a new thing that we're doing in the Facebook group at Rachel's List where people can share stuff that's not right for them but that they want to pass on. And I can't believe I didn't do it sooner because it's just such a brilliant way and and an easier way to pick up work really than the jobs board because the jobs board you might be up against 20 or 50 other people but in the Facebook group you could pick up a copywriting gig or a PR gig in in two minutes just by being the first person to jump on it and say I'm I'm good for this and you know so you can get work that way too and it's all about it becomes all about who you know and who you're connected to for sure. Once people know, yeah, once people know you're good and, and that you're pretty available and agile and it is that thing of sometimes saying, you know, I did it when I came back from maternity leave saying hello you know, on LinkedIn publicly, hello, I'm back and I'm available and I'm working and I got like three messages including from you that, you know, that week or that day and I had work straight away whereas if you sort of sit there and go, oh, yeah, everything's great, everything's amazing, shiny, 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 um, yep. you know, it's, it's that honesty uh, that helps. But how have you found 
tying your personal brand and and you do have work as yourself as well you have your own beautiful website which you've just updated and lovely branding um how do you how do you find that with then having this business that's named after you how do you manage that so yeah look I won't I won't deny it's a challenge (laughs) because you really become like without trying and often against your wishes the face of that company so I'm the face of Rachel's List and I don't mind that most of the time because I think what sets us apart is we do have offer that personal touch. You know, people can find my mobile, they can ring me, they can give me feedback and boy, do they do that. (laughs) (laughs) They can email me and get an actual reply most of the time from me, which is really nice for them as a member and it's really nice for me as the owner of the business because I get to know all facets of what's happening and I feel like I'm really across the community and what people and that whole vibe of what people are thinking and how they're feeling about what's going on and and I think not all business owners who delegate a lot of the work feel that um but the challenge is that you're always on and I think Mm -hmm. it also it it eats into your other commitments and my other big commitment is my freelance writing which you just mentioned and I've sort of built that business over 20 years and I don't really want to give it up so Rachel's list in my writing they sort of jostle up against each other like two naughty children who (laughs) constantly need my time and energy and I spend all my time trying to dole it out and sort of navigate that balance Um, and that's hard. So I guess one way that I've tried to even that up is I've bumped up the hours for my two freelancers. So I've got Leah, who I got through you, my fantastic VA, and she helps me with admin. And I've got Claire, my marketing manager, who basically helps with everything else and I think doing, getting those two people, getting the right team in place is a real game changer and it's really helped enormously in creating even a small buffer between me and the business so I can do things for my other business. Um, and, and yeah, sorry, was that even the question? No, it was about yes, it was. branding. No, no, it was, no, it was. It's, the, no, it's the challenge of, yeah, being, being the business. And yes. um, I think that sometimes people that I'm working with, they want to build a brand that's external to themselves and not include themselves. So, but ultimately, like we've talked about, you know, it is your network, it is your communications, it is you and your lovely warmth that has has built this community. So there's only so much of that you can outsource. um, Yes, you always have to be on. And I think that that is a challenge for my team if, if you look at the other side of it because my like I kind of want my thing to be on everything like I want the tone to be yeah. the right tone that's been established so I check everything and I think that frustrates them sometimes because they're just like oh just let it go or whatever but sometimes you can't I suppose especially when it is your name it's your on name it. on the door yeah mm. yeah so that yeah. is that's a challenge as well for, for the kind of business that we have I suppose yeah yeah and that that just takes time to build that trust and to you know, and you know, obviously you're very good at setting tone and that's what we do as writers, you know, can set a tone. But ultimately there's still that personal thing of it. It is mine and, and any anything that comes back is, is my name attached. So, of course, you're going to have a vested interest. But, yeah. Um, so then how, yeah, I guess when you, do you separate then with, with Rachel Smith or is it sort of too much integrated and, and, and part of it that, you don't really separate it. it. It's just you with both. No, it's a really good question because it's something I've only just started doing in a little way. Um, so 
I have obviously the Rachel's List brand, which is me as the owner and the face of that company. But I'm also Rachel Smith, the journalist and copywriter. And that business is RS Copy and Content. And I have my own website for that. And they're sort of very loosely integrated in that we have an about page on Rachel's List where we talk about how Rachel's List is run for freelancers by freelancers, i.e. people in the trenches themselves rather than some big wig at a desk. Um, And then on my Rachel Smith website, I have a page about Rachel's List. So people will connect that with me. So there's some sort of back and forth. Um, But I don't, yeah, it's, I, I sort of keep them relatively separate, but I suppose the big intersection is probably on the content bite because it's me as a freelancer, but it's also heavily promoted through Rachel's List yeah. as, as our podcast. So, yeah, we, we kind of haven't really, we couldn't do anything else but that. But I think I should probably promote that more on Rachel Smith as well. But mm-hmm. I'm conscious that people who follow Rachel's List probably follow me on Rachel Smith as well. And so it's just annoying <laughs> to see yeah. the double well, stuff. Double they up. do need to see things 17 times apparently before they do anything. So I thought it was only six. Is it 17 now? 17 now. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a yeah. COVID thing? <laughs> yeah, probably. We're seeing so much stuff. So that's the thing you feel like even I had it recently with, with my retreat. You feel like you've talked about it to the back teeth. Yeah. And then when you actually look, you go, oh, I've sort of talked about it twice. So, you know, you do yeah. need to, have you seen this? Did you know I'm doing that? Like it is, yeah. and that's the consistency, um, you know, that's just the nature of business, I guess. Yes, <laughs> The marketing exactly. of ourselves as well as, and that can be something that when you're working for yourself, um, like you said, you have a marketing manager, but then for yourself, like you've got to do that and you've got to show up and you show up. You show up a lot. So how do you, I guess, how do you manage that, that you you show up quite, you know, quite a few times in quite a few places as Rachel, as yourself? How do you yeah. find that? Yeah, look, I've written about this a lot and we've done masterclasses on it at Rachel's List. And I think it just comes back to that one simple thing that we all need, which is visibility, like in the space that we're in and the space that we sort of operate in. Um I mean, I still come across journalists and copywriters who don't have a website, don't have an online presence at all to speak of. Um, And I think that we're starting to really get that to succeed as a freelancer and draw the right clients to you and fill your pipeline with work. You really need to be visible. You need to be in people's faces in the nicest possible way, of course. Um, But you need to be marketing yourself and being consistent on your socials and putting your hand up to write for people's websites and do your own business blogging on your own site and appear on podcasts like I'm doing right now. Um, And just realise that all those things are kind of pieces of a puzzle that keep you visible and build your brand awareness over time. And I think if you're really good about doing those things consistently, it leads to really strong professional relationships Mm -hmm. and really good word of mouth and overflow work if you're lucky because people start to realise, well, that person is good for something. I mean, I know that anytime I'm writing about branding, you come into my head. Like mm-hmm. you're the number one person I think of. And sometimes I think, damn, I've used her on a story. <laughs> you know, I can't use her again. But, you know. But I'll find you someone. You know, I yeah, will. You're mar- you did find me someone. But yeah. that's the thing. Your marketing is so strong and your visibility is so strong that it's made that impact in my brain that you are the go-to person <laughs> for branding, right. you know, yeah. for personal branding stuff. And so that's a really great example of how it can work. Um, Thank you. (laughs) And how, yeah, how that sort of visibility and that consistency can really work. And the more helpful you are, the more you show Mm. what you can do. Mm -hmm. I think 
the more you'll succeed as well because it further cements, you know, that that image of you, I suppose, in other people's minds. Um, but from a journalist's perspective, that doesn't come naturally mm-hmm. to journalists because they're used to being behind the scenes. They're used to telling the story and not being part of the story and suddenly you are very much front and centre and part of your own story and putting yourself out there. And so I think it can be a really steep learning curve, not just for journalists but for a lot of introverts and, you know, people that don't like to be visible so much. Well, as well, depending on the background, sometimes being given the story or being asked to write stories or being, you know, just having it sort of this is what you do as opposed yeah. to having to go out and seek out the work and seek out the story and then do all the pieces of it. But it's not even just the, the writing part. It's it's the marketing and the accounting and the you know, the business, being the business owner, you know, business development manager, like all of the the things. But it's something that I, you can so often fall into as a freelancer and and that is that feast or famine. And I know that I used to, that's where I've really shifted, trying to shift away from in terms of the consistency of the work and the way I offer my, my programs because yeah. it was that. You would get all this work and then you'd go, oh, I'm, I'm full to the, full to the hilt. I'm going to stop talking to anyone. I always, as you said, I have always been good at just being present, but not necessarily um, saying, hey, I could do this work for you or I could do that. And where my probably falling over, that was email. I always thought I couldn't do a newsletter. I didn't have anything to say or my clients were too diversified. So I just, and I don't want to be another noise. So I'm just not going to do a newsletter. And even when I started moving to personal brand, I put my newsletter off for six months when I finally used the template that had been seen there for six months, I literally got a message back that afternoon, had a call the next day and it turned into a $3,000 sale. So look at that. I email, mean, email and, and your it's audience. The, it's the last bastion of, you know, <laughs> of audience that you actually control, I suppose. Yes. You know, it's so powerful. everyone, every other aspect of your audience is controlled by someone else by an Mm -hmm. algorithm by you know so that's the last thing that you can control so it is really important to do it I don't have a newsletter I mean I do for Rachel's List yeah I've got the wrap up for Rachel's List which is a huge newsletter we do every Friday night but for myself and my own clients I don't have one either and I'm where you were at that start thinking oh I'll just put it off for six months and I keep doing that as well yeah even though it's so valuable it is you can add I think it it feels like it's it is that like, oh, do people really want to hear what I've been doing? But, you know, if someone did see what you've been doing and go, oh, here's my latest article, then they go, oh, I've actually had clients go, oh, I saw you wrote this for them. Can you do that for us? So, you know, the blog, your own blog, which you should be doing anyway. So there's a piece of content, a tip. I'm sure you can add a tip or a value. And, and if even if it's once a month yeah. or once a fortnight, whatever is consistent and possible for you to drop into their inbox and be there and say hello it just pays dividends because yeah people do see me a lot on the socials but I think in terms of conversion yeah I've found that in the past year the newsletter is the one that's converting and people coming back going yes I want to work with you let's book a call as opposed to on socials and just you know anyone listening that feast or famine only going around and, and and businesses do it too it's like you see them all of a sudden promoting a lot of things you know what's going on but how awful is it when you haven't heard from this business or this person for ages and then all of a sudden you get rah, 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 rah. Like it's yeah. not a very nice interaction. Whereas if you're consistently seeing them and going, oh, I like what they're saying. I like what they're doing. That's a nice thing. Oh, wow. They have something to buy or, oh, I could work with that person. 
yes, I will take that opportunity. That is a much nicer interaction than absolutely yeah, yeah. ramming content down your throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I could talk to you forever. I do always love talking to you. Um, I have to be Aww, pause. You, you too. To talk to you, but, um, <laughs> tell us, please, how can we find all the things? Uh, Rachel and the content bite so we can follow more of you. Okay, so Rachel's list is at rachelslist.com.au with one E, R-A-C-H-E-L. Um, and my freelance portfolio is at rachelsmith.com.au. And if you want to find me on LinkedIn, that would be lovely too. I'm at Rachel Smith Sydney on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm on all the socials for both and the content bite yeah um so the content bite you can find on apple or spotify all the podcast channels yeah all your favorite listening apps that's right (laughs) wherever you find good podcasts (laughs) i use that one as well wants me to say so yeah yeah and that comes out every monday so um yeah it's it would be great to you know um to come and say hello if you see me and rachel does create amazing content she's a brilliant writer hire her book her. and if you are at all in the the co- content creation space uh writing space you must be on rachel's list gold community on facebook because it is a beautiful community and i feel so grateful to be a member and i feel so supported uh so a huge thank you personally uh, oh we love having you in there <laughs> <laughs> even though you've got other communities that you divide your time into I know but my gift game is strong gift game is strong <laughs> you is. need to have good gifts That's you do, you do. Of the group. <laughs> <laughs> thank you as always Rachel thanks for having me Em. thank you for joining me today for another episode of live and love your brand I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, lovely communications and please do join the gorgeous community live and love your brand our facebook group or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand then head on over to lovelycommunications.com again lovely is l-o-v-e-l-l-y communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of from starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life. They have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.